You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Vegas. It's rock. It's dogs. It's Vegas Rock Dog Radio. A rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. Stand by for great guests and cool advice. All in one rocking hour. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. That's 702-483-4444. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, and uh, we are broadcasting live from sunny Las Vegas. Rarely do we get a day where the sun's not shining, but it's a beautiful day today. I'm, I'm really excited for a couple of reasons. One, my husband comes home. He's been gone for a week. He went back to Pittsburgh to celebrate his mom's 80th birthday and threatened to bring his his brother's dog back with him because <laughs> he feels like he could give the dog a lot more time and attention, which I believe. So uh, I have no idea if he has a four-pound Pomeranian with him or not. Her name's Fifi. So... Uh, but I don't name my dogs those kind of names. I name my dogs uh, after English chocolate bars. So uh, I've got Galaxy and I've got Thornton. <laughs> They're actually my favorite favorite chocolate that you can get in England. And if you're British and you live in the States, it, we, we get very excited, don't we, when we get our English chocolate because uh, I can't be dealing with this, this Hershey's stuff. I wouldn't even bake with that. It's low level. It's horrible. Chris, I need to educate you in the way of chocolate. I will bring you some nice British chocolate in. Anyway, I digress. So my husband may show up with a dog. Who knows? We'll see. But um, it would be exciting if he did. And uh, I've got a great guest in the studio today. But before I actually tell you who that is, um, I'm going to tell you how you're going to find our show online so a couple of uh well a couple a lot of areas you can find us the uh, vegasrockdogradio.com website covers all of our links our guests our photographs you name it we've got it going on on that website our Ustream. oh i might remember to actually start the Ustream. that might help <laughs> so, ah and you can probably see my guest hiding there behind the the microphone so our Ustream is go to ustream.tv and you'll find uh vegas rock dog is our actual profile and then there are two shows hot diggity dog radio show which is the old show and vegas rock dog radio which is the new show so uh, all the shows are still archived on there uh so if you want to actually you know watch the show that's great our uh, show is brought to you live from vegasallnetradio.com and you can go straight to their website and find our page and once you actually hit our page if you scroll down you'll see all the links for our sponsors and you'll also see all of our archive shows facebook is vegas rock dog radio twitter is vegas rock dog show no dog W at the end. So think about for show. <laughs> that's slang way of saying it. So that's Vegas Rock Dog Show. Our call-in number is 702-483-4444. And that is a, a Vegas exchange. And what else do we want to tell you? Oh, Instagram. Instagram, I, I tend to post more personal pictures, but I uh, just believe it's just going to be a million pictures of dogs doing, you know, sleeping on various beds <laughs> and um, doing fun things. But uh, it's more of a personal uh, account there but you can come over and find us and if you want to buy vegas rock dog clothing you can go to vegasrockdog.com and the last link is i write a blog too it's the rock and roll dog.com and that is uh the rock n with an n roll dog.com so let me tell you about my guest oh my guest information kind of disappeared a little bit but it's a good job i ooh read up about my lovely guests here so today i have in studio keith williams and keith williams is the director and founder correct director and founder of the community cat coalition of clark county commonly known as c5 so that's the five c's isn't it it is c5 clever five c's. it's very clever you know why there's nothing worse than the website address that is <laughs> the community cat coalition of clark county it's a long. That would be a long address to type in, wouldn't it, Keith? Yes, it would. So it looks like my. Um, it looks like my uh, my Google Drive just kind of went to sleep a little bit. I don't know what's going on. Maybe we don't have much of a uh, 
internet connection. Anyway, so I digress. So here we go. So today we're talking about cats. I do not own a cat because my husband is very allergic to cats. <laughs> But I have lots and lots of friends who love cats, rescue cats, do all kinds of great things with cats. So what we're talking about today is this amazing and unique program that we have here in town that uh, Keith put together. Well, it's your organization you put together first, you know. Did you work with cats before you put C5 together? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, uh, like a lot of us, uh, my wife and I had cats wandering around the yard uh -huh. outside. And uh, after a couple litters of kittens, we decided we didn't need hundreds of cats wandering <laughs> around outside. And we, we hooked up with uh, our local vet and uh, some of the local uh, nonprofit groups and uh, did what's called trap, neuter, return with, with our group of cats. Okay. Now, how many were there when you originally started this that you were, you know, looking after? Uh, we ended up with uh, about 20. Oh, that's and, a lot. And, uh, oh, yes. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to say we've had no kittens in our, uh, our colony of cats in, oh, it's been about eight years now. That's amazing. So we're going to tell people how this happened. <laughs> yes, we will. Because <laughs> you just didn't, like, you know, prove some magic and go, okay, no kittens. Um, I, we all know that kittens, cats obviously, you know, have a lot more uh, young when they get pregnant than dogs do. So I, I think that amplifies the overpopulation that we have of cats. How many do you think there are in Clark County right now? Well, it's it's hard to tell for sure, but uh, the best estimates are there are between uh, 200,000 and 300,000 free-roaming unowned cats in uh, the Las Vegas Valley at this time. That's a lot of cats. That is a lot of cats. Now, Clark County, we cover, do we cover, we don't cover Pahrump, they're Nye County, correct? Pahrump is Nye County. Uh, Indian Springs is Clark County, okay. uh, all the way down to, uh, to state line. So it really are, it's, it's a big area. It's a big area. You know, our, our primary operating area is in the Las Vegas Valley, uh, just for some logistical reasons. It's, it's kind of hard to get our volunteers to go to, to Caliente and places. I've, I've, I've never <laughs> been there myself. <laughs> Not even for a cat. <laughs> So you are covering a, a lot, a big area. Now, how many are there in the organization? Actually, like you say, you go out in the trenches. You know, it's, it's not the most glamorous of jobs. No, in, you know? in, in C5, we have, I believe, 45 volunteers. You know, we have, have trappers, obviously, get out, uh, help people get their cats in their yards trapped and spayed and neutered and vaccinated. We have our phone volunteers. We have what we call our staging volunteers. I was reading about them. And they, they, they stage before they actually get fixed, correct? We, once the cats are trapped, we uh, quite often will have to hold them for a day or two before surgery. Uh -huh. And then, of course, after surgery, they need to be held for a couple of days. Right. And we have some amazing volunteers who uh, go in and change paper, feed and water, you know, keep these cats clean and healthy nice. for, for those several days that they're being held. Yeah, because, I mean, any time you've had any kind of a surgery, it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. risky, isn't it? You know, so you do have to have that in place. How many people would you say in total are you working with? As far as uh, colony caretakers Or go? People that do, uh, that do anything and everything for your organization. That's kind of hard to answer. If you look at, if you drill all the way down to the individual colony caretaker level, right? Uh, we're looking at Well over a thousand. <gasps> That's amazing. And, and these are these are people. You know, we've gone out and helped them trap their cats, and uh, you know, they're not necessarily people we deal with on a daily basis. Right. But but they're they're people who we've reached out and touched. That's incredible. How do the traps work? Cause I know some people get a bit freaked out the word trap. Like, oh my gosh, what are they going to do with them? And do people think about a clamp trap. I don't know why. The, no, these are, these are exactly not what you think of as yeah. your classic leg hole trap. Yeah. These are they're a wire cage trap. That's uh, the ones we use are about 30 inches long and about oh nine inches wide and okay. nine inches tall. And they have an automatic door on one end, so you put put food inside, right. and, and when the cat goes inside, it automatically closes, closes down. And then we uh, we we cover the cat up and and take it away, and it stays in that trap until it's knocked out for surgery. Right. And then as soon as 
it's done with surgery, it goes back in the trap. I mean, because you think about it, and particularly if it's like a feral cat, you know, it's not used to being around human beings and those kind of things. This is, you're not picking up a dom- domesticated little, ooh, little kitten that's purring at you, you know what I mean? It's, no, it's a different it, situation it, with this cat being trapped. And interestingly enough, uh, these cats are much more comfortable, much safer inside of this small trap. Yeah. We, uh, in our early days, we made a lot of mistakes. One of the <laughs> Do you know what? I love the fact that you just said it. I mean, because it's how we learn, isn't it, by admitting, oh, gosh, that was a good football. And, 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 and one of the mistakes that we, we only made about once was to try to take one of these feral cats and put it in, like, a large crate. Oh, let's give it some elbow room. <gasps> Did it go crazy? In oh, there? it goes absolutely crazy. Too much space to too much try space and get out. Because there's two things these cats want to do when they're confined. They they want to hide. You know, they they feel like they might be in danger, so yeah. they want to hide, and they want to get away. Yeah. So if they're in this small trap, they're they're in a secure mm-hmm. space, and if you cover them so they can't see out. It's less stressful. They assume that they can't be seen and they're hiding. Oh my, I should try that more often. <laughs> Cover my head. <laughs> that, that works. No one can see me. <laughs> that, but you know, isn't that an incredible instinct? It is. That's amazing. It's survival. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, 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 you learn what works for the cats. Yeah. It's, it's not about what works for us. It's about what works for the cats. I, I love that because I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of what rescue is about and your program is it's not about us. It's about them, you know, but, um, I think that's amazing. I think a lot of people just think trap and, 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 and there's there are two more parts to the, to the actual, uh, program. And it's, they're not just trapping cats for the sake of trapping cats, you know, this is for a very, very good reason. And so the next step is they then, uh, get fixed. Correct. The, uh, we, we have partnered with the Heaven Can Wait uh, high-volume, low-cost spay-neuter clinic. Yeah, what do they charge these days for that, that, uh, that uh, surgery? For a feral cat, for, for a free-roaming, unowned cat, they charge $30. Oh, that's nothing. Male or female. That is peanuts. Uh, oh, yes, quite reasonable. And uh, since since we bring in so many, we do get a, a volume discount. But, uh, yeah. you know, your average person off the street... It's uh, $30 for the surgery, right. and that includes uh, rabies oh, shot, wow. and that's an absolutely vital yeah, part to what we're doing is, is the rabies vaccine, a, a three-in-one to deal with some of the upper respiratory issues. And and we also do what's called ear tipping. Now, I did read about this, and um, I... I read that they've, they've done a lot of different kind of methods till mm-hmm. people selected this is the method that works the best for us. So we tell our listeners what, what ear tipping is and why it's so important. Well, ear tipping is the, the internationally recognized sign that that cat has been sterilized. And here it indicates it's gotten a rabies vaccine. What they'll do okay. is while the cat's under anesthetic having its surgery done, uh, they'll cut about a quarter of an inch off the tip of, it's supposed to be the right ear, occasionally a left one gets done. Okay. And it's just a flat, blunt cut, right. quarter inch off, off the tip of the ear. Right. That, it, it's sort of like getting your ear pierced. You know, right. it, it doesn't bother we the We do worse things any. to ourselves. We, we do much worse <laughs> things to ourselves. And it, it identifies that cat, like I said, as having been sterilized. And under our, our managed feral cat colony ordinances, when from uh, unincorporated Clark County or the city of Las Vegas, cats that go into our shelter, the, the lead, the animal foundation facility, mm-hmm. the, the ear tip cats from those two jurisdictions are reported to me. Oh, okay. And if I can identify the registered colony that that cat came from, right? I call that colony caretaker and say, you missing a cat? Oh, my gosh. And, and they are allowed to go to the shelter retrieve that cat with no impound fees great and return it to their feral colony back to their colony now what we'll do is we'll take a break in a couple of minutes because we're going to talk about um cat colony after the break but i want to finish off um you know uh, what you do when with your you know before you release them um I'd read that there'd been some other methods um, attempted before, not necess- not here in Vegas, but, mm-hmm. you know, tattooing a cat. But I guess from a distance, how can you even recognize a cat, whether it's been, you know, part of the program, if it doesn't have a, uh, a tit tear, you know? Yeah, that's that's the importance of a, of a clearly visible yeah. uh, sign. Uh, a number of our trappers have, have their binoculars, and wow. and you got to have your trapper flashlight of good, 
bright flashlight so you can see, see and identify. And, you know, a tattoo, a microchip, those are all great. But when you're, when you're in the field and when you're in a shelter situation, yep. you know, you need to be able to positively identify that cat. And I think it makes your time more efficient, doesn't it? Your it use makes, of your time. Makes the time much more efficient. You know, because, so you, you, you know, you don't want to be picking up cats, taking them in, scanning them for a chip and going, oh, they've been fixed already. You know, what, is, what a waste of, of resources, Absolutely. you know, people. You know, this... You know, resources are are always tight. No one's ever going to have enough resources. No. So, Mm-mm. so our process, our process, our program is is built as basically an industrial scale, incredibly efficient trap neuter return machine. It's amazing. And, and we do almost uh, five thousand animals a year. We've we've just passed our sixteen thousandth cat trapped and sterilized yeah that's not a typo <laughs> that's not an autocorrect that that was 15 it's 15,000 Six, 16,000 because that's just growing rapidly isn't it, it so is. from the beginning of the program to now um how quickly would you say like was it slow in the beginning the changes or did you start seeing results pretty quick uh the the changes in the beginning were were fairly slow but once we started seeing changes and and picking up steam it is accelerating. We're seeing significant changes in the shelter admission numbers and the shelter euthanasia numbers. Uh, like I said, the, the ordinance was passed in the county in 2008. And uh, as of the end of last year, the, the shelter uh, admission rate for stray cats has dropped 40%. That's a huge almost, amount. Almost half. We should actually hit the 50% reduction point about the middle of this year, and we should be in the neighborhood of 60% reduction by the end of this year. I, well, like you were saying, you love your data. So I you, love my you, data. Your predictions are down, you know, and I love that because it's just something to really look forward to. You're like, oh, yeah, of course we're going to meet that goal. We're going to get there because this makes sense. It's working, and it's proven that it's working. Now, is, um, is the... Um, Trap neuter return program is that a national program? Because I see other cities have them. It it is being done actually worldwide. Oh wow! I didn't know there, that. It's uh, in your your home country in uh-huh. England. It's uh, in fact they were probably one of the first to start doing this. Really. And uh, places where it's done, you know. Uh, on, on a sufficient scale, it's 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 working fantastic. Well, I think you just have, I think a big part of it is just commit committing, saying this is what we're going to do, and we do our very very best. And I think that's you know where results come in. And and that's exactly what it's about. It's about about deciding what you want to do, what you want to make happen, and and having the commitment and uh, applying the resources to make it work. And I think it's also uh, fostering a good relationship because you know how people are with cats, you know. Oh, they love that domesticated cat, but you talk about feral cat. Oh, I gotta get rid of that feral cat. And it's, I don't, it's not what you're doing. You're just saying we respect these animals. They get to live, you know, roam freely if they want to, but we do it in a, in a way that they won't have uh, a lot of litters, you know, that won't have any litters, you know, so we won't be contributing to the problem, but they get to live in their own environment. No, the, the whole point of the whole program is in, in the long run, we want to have many fewer free-roaming cats. Yeah. We want to have less problems with the cats, yeah. you know, less of a nuisance behavior. You know, no, nobody wants more free-roaming on own cats. No, and, and like we were talking before we even started the show, um, because of our climate, the cats have more litters. Oh, yes. We, <laughs> we have amazing reproduction potential here. Isn't that? Uh, it's just, you just don't think of those things. So obviously our problem, and anyone in a warm climate, is, is facing a bigger problem yes. than a colder climate. Yes. We have almost the, the, the perfect environment for breeding free-roaming cats here. We have about a nine-month kitten season. It's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, at, the, at the clinic, we're just now starting to see female cats in heat, which means wow, in, in a month or so, we'll be waiting in pregnant cats, and in a couple of months, we'll be waiting in newborn kittens. And, and what's the number you're expecting in spring, then, to be born? We, we expect about... 400,000 kittens to be born. They're hard numbers spring. to get your head around, aren't they, really? They are, and and one of the big tragedies of this whole situation is, you know, that's an incredible number of animals. Uh, the, the sad thing is that 50% of those don't survive 
two months, mm. and 90% of those don't see their first birthday. Oh, you see, that's tragic in itself, and, isn't it? And so, you know, by sterilizing these animals, the, the cats are healthier, yeah. the neighbors are happier, and and this, this senseless tragedy of, of these, you know, hundreds of thousands of deaths is... Yeah. It's stopped. And it's avoided. I think it's amazing. Well, listen, Chris, I think we'll take a quick break because when we come back, we'll talk about how they get released back to their, to their homes and we're going to talk about colonies. If you don't know about colonies, you're going to find this really interesting. So we'll be right back. We're going to listen to some words from our sponsors. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent-pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T-S. A simple solution for shedding. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are here for you. We're trying to make life with your pets even better. I know it's hard to believe that can it even be better than it is, and hopefully it's fantastic already. The goal here is to answer your questions, help you out with your problems, anything you really wanted to know, but maybe you're afraid to ask your veterinarian, or maybe it was just too expensive to go to your veterinarian just to ask a few simple things. So that's what you got me for here at uh, Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Call in. We'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Here again, your host, the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. All right, and we're back. You're listening to Sam. That's me, the queen of rock and roll dogs with Vegas Rock Dog Radio. If you're watching us on Ustream, I don't have technical difficulties. I just don't have my interface for my, <laughs> for my Ustream. So when it comes to the commercials, I'm pausing the actual Ustream because you don't need to hear me yakking on during the commercial break. So uh, we're back. We're rebroadcasting. So uh, we are up and running, and we're going to fix that soon because uh, I'm getting some new equipment. I'm pretty excited about that. So let me tell you about my guest who's in studio. If you're just listening in, uh, we've got Keith Williams here of the Community Cat Coalition of Clark County, where he has a very, very uh, important program that's made making um, a big difference in Clark County with the TNR program. That is Trap, Neuter, Release program. So what we talked about before the break was uh, obviously how they trap the cats, and it's it's humane, it's not horrible. And uh, once they bring them into their facility, they're, um, they're, t- they're fixed. And then how do you release them? Well, we release... The cats back exactly where we trapped them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's familiar it's, territory. It's yeah. actually a return rather than simply release. Right. We, you know, we work with colony caretakers, people who are already feeding the cats, who want to have the cats around, but just want to get out of the kitten business. Right. So what what our trappers will do is, you know, they coordinate with this colony caretaker. They come in with traps, get all the cats trapped, and. The, the vast majority of the time, the colony caretaker is right there when the cats are released, you know. Uh, Basically, you know, oh, there's Fluffy. There's my cat. Oh, so obviously <laughs> name, they would do oh, it. All, they, all of know. us colony caretakers name our cats. So if you don't know what a, a colony caretaker is, and if you're actually looking after a bunch of uh, free-roaming cats and... Um, you know, there's people that will criticize you for that. That's for sure. You are allowed to register your colony. So we're going to tell you all about that. And, um, you know, and then people can still call you the crazy cat lady. You can say, nope, I got my official colony of cats. So uh, tell people about the actual um, caretaker's responsibility. Well, the, as the colony caretaker, uh, your responsibility is basically what you're already doing, uh, feeding and watering the cats. Right. 
in addition to that, uh, under the ordinances, you, you are expected to get those cats sterilized, mm-hmm. you know, trap, neuter, and return them. And they're, along with C5, there's some other nonprofits that can help you with that. Okay. So it's not something you would necessarily have to pay for yourself? No. Oh, no. That's what the nonprofits bring to the table oh. is, is the resources to do that. We, uh, the C5 is an all volunteer, all donation driven organization. We, we do not charge the people that we trap cats for. That's impressive. We're, so if you're scared to kind of come forward, you don't need to. No, no. You're not going to get arrested because you've got a cat colony, you know, but you can actually do it in a legal way, which is great. It can be done legally. Uh, you know, one of my, one of my other roles, actually my first role in this was as the central sponsor for these managed feral cat colonies. That's a, a role with the county of, of Clark County and also with the city of Las Vegas. Right. I, I'm the person that you register these colonies with. Okay. And that's one of the few county records that are confidential. Oh. That information does not go to animal control. Oh. It doesn't go to the police. It, it comes to me. I like period. that. Then you just feel more secure about what you're doing. And, and you know, there are situations. And if animal control wants to know if a group of cats is a registered colony, mm-hmm. they have to come to they me. They come to you first. And, and I, I either say, yes, it is. What's the problem? It's my it's my problem I'll now. Take Don't care you of worry it. about it. Right. Or if I say, no, it's not. And... The, those two animal control jurisdictions are are very supportive of these ordinances. I love it. And and they'll go knock on the door and say, "You got a bunch of cats here. Here's some options." Great. G- call this guy. Yep. Talk about getting them all spayed and neutered and registered, or, you know, we'll help you out we'll, with that. And we'll help you out with that. I think that's really really good because I think it's about trying to be cohesive. It you is. know, who no one needs a fight on their hands about anything. But I'm um, like you were saying earlier today before we got on the air. Um, sometimes you'll have someone who loves the cats in one house and, and the neighbor doesn't like the cats. So how do you, how do you fix that between two differing neighbors? One loves the cats they're looking after and one can't stand them. Well, 99% of the time that's not, that doesn't happen. I can't imagine it's huge. <laughs> yeah, cause you'd be a busy man. <laughs> and the, 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 this is a, an area where there's actually a, a conflict in the laws oh. b- between your, you as a property owner, you have a right to manage the feral, you know, nuisance cats by trapping them and having them removed. Okay. And under the TNR ordinances, you have the opportunity to manage those same cats by doing trap, neuter, and return. Don't you love laws? Oh, yes. You're like, thanks and, for that problem. And, and, and <laughs> that's, it, it's a challenge, but it's, it's not a bad thing. And so my role as the central sponsor side of the house is to try to, to, mediate and negotiate and try mm-hmm. to sort those situations out without you know obviously without having the cats removed right and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. uh when when you get right down to the brass tacks it it, it is a basic property rights issue all right okay so, so that would supersede them you pretty you, much you as a property owner okay. once again have the right to, to not have your property taken and used for something that you don't approve of. Right. Okay. So you know, that would... I, I can't force you to have these cats on your property. Right. I, I can I can work with you. We can yes. do everything we can. But but as a property owner, when it really gets down to the nuts and bolts, you know you do have the right to trap and remove nuisance cats. Okay. And the thing is, it's done. It's it's done in a humane way. And, and it's also done in a humane way. Now, do you ever? Um, Rele- uh, return them, not return them, but release them to a different area. If that is the case, almost never. Okay. The the process of relocating cats to a new location uh, it involves keeping them in a pen for about six weeks, so oh. that they're absolutely like desensitized to where they came from. They they know where they there are. Where they know this is their new home. Okay, and it involves you know, like I said, penning them up for about six weeks. Making sure they're, they've got food and water and, and a caretaker at the new location. Right. We, we do this, but very, very, very rarely. Because it's quite a big change, isn't it? From it, a cat that's not, not familiar with this new place. It is quite a big change. Uh, there are a couple of groups in town that have what they call their barn cat programs. Okay. Where cats are relocated to rural, you know, agricultural oh, okay. you know, barns, you know, horse property yeah. and things. But once again, the this is such a tiny tiny portion 
you know, we're dealing with hundreds of thousands of animals, and yeah. and only a handful is there some place to relocate them to. Right. So in, in practical terms, the answer is no. The cats get returned to where they came to from. To where they came from. But, you know, there are, like I said, just an incredibly small number of desperate situations where we can relocate. Well, I'm glad few. that is low. I mean, like for me, I know I have a feral cat at the back of my house. It, my dogs bark at it once in a while. It's not a big deal. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once people would know that, hey, that cat, I have to check its ears now. Next time I say, I've got to get these binoculars out and see if this cat's been fixed. But... Um, I think once you know that they're not gonna, there's not gonna be a litter of, you know, pup, uh, kittens, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. at the back of my house, you know, because they have actually been part of the program. I think that makes it a little bit easier to live with them, really. And, and once the cats are, are all sterilized, a lot of the, the breeding behavior stuff, the fighting, the spraying, the calling, of course, you know, kittens under the bushes. Yep. A tremendous amount of the nuisance behavior goes away. Oh, you see, so there's such, there's so many benefits to this program. And, and in the long run, you know, the mortality rate for, for cats is, you know, they only live so long. Right. And when you're not producing more kittens, mm-hmm. that, that normal mortality takes its toll and the number of cats just continues to drop off. Right. So I would say for anyone that's that's struggling with having feral cats, and one, you don't know what to do, um, is definitely, you know, like say maybe it's just some of the behaviors that bother you, you know, um, definitely have them as part of the program because some of those things are going to disappear anyway and kind of live a bit more harmoniously, you know. Oh, yes. So if it's not bothering me, like what's the big deal, you know? And I think people forget that, you know, there are free roaming cats <laughs> in the world. It's just normal, you know. And I think people want to, to, to fully control that, which is kind of sad, really, you know. Well, you know, it's, you know, fundamentally, we we have far too many free-roaming cats. There's no, no that, doubt about with that. With our fabulous weather that we talk about all the time, not helping us. <laughs> everybody agrees with that. You know, the, the wildlife-loving people, the birders, everybody, the cat lovers, everybody agrees there's too many. Yeah, they and, and it's about bringing the resources to the table mm-hmm. to most efficiently manage the cats and reduce the numbers and reduce the problems with them. Reduce the problems that go along with it. Now, there are some benefits to free-roaming cats. And uh, I, I'd asked you if it was true that, you know, having a feral cat in your neighborhood, does that control other cats coming in or, you know? It, it does. These cats are, they're social, they're territorial. Uh, they They tend to keep, outsiders pushed away Mm -hmm. so if if your colony is established all sterilized you you very rarely will have a newcomer move in okay so it's not so if that's a fear of yours like oh my gosh these cats it's just going to grow they're all going to show up you know (laughs) because there's one colony you don't really have much of that fear to to you know no no you know new cats like i said will move in occasionally but for the most part, these, these groups are fairly stable. And they stay as they are, and, you know, you don't have to have that worry about, oh, my gosh, this is going to grow and grow and grow. And, and one of the benefits to having a, a, a registered colony and having working with one of the nonprofits and having that relationship is, you know, we've, we've TNR'd well over a 1,000 locations. Oh, wow. And every one of those colony caretakers knows, have been instructed, if you see a new face that's not ear-tipped, mm-hmm. call us. Send us an email. The way our trappers work is they develop a relationship with the caretaker that they've trapped for. I see. And we we try to keep those that relationship going, yeah. and that caretaker will go back out and trap the newcomers, too. I see. I see. I just see so many pluses with this program. I mean, and the results are there too. You know, so it just sounds like it's just a solid program that works and it's get, and these results are getting better and better anyway over time. And I think the more people that know about that, I mean, surely if, if I had this issue and I go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Now I've got a resource. So what's your website? Well, our website is www.c5-tnr.org. That's uh, letter C, number 5, dash, T as in trap, N as in neuter, R as in return, dot org. And all those links, all these links are going to pop up anyway on our Facebook page. So uh, they'll always be there and um, you'll be able to grab this information. I think it helps a lot of people. I think it helps people who are not 
too keen on the cats being in their their backyard. I think it helps a lot of people that love cats who are looking for, you know, looking after mm-hmm. some cats currently that now, you know, you don't have to hide the fact that you're looking after these cats. You know, because I'm sure a lot of people have to feel like they kind of have to do it sneakily. You know, no one needs to see me feeding these cats because they're going to get mad at me. But if it, if you're the caretaker for the colony, then you've got to feel a lot more comfortable about that. And and that that's the purpose of the, uh, the Managed Feral Cat Colony Ordinances uh, is is to allow people to feel more comfortable about doing it and come out and allow the nonprofits to get in and help them and, and make yeah. the whole system work better. So what other what other nonprofits are you working with? I know you work with Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Can Wait. Uh, Las Vegas Valley Humane Society is is our other big partner. Oh, okay. And actually I have a very good working relationship with the Animal Foundation, the folks right. that run the lead, the lead shelter. That's amazing. They, uh, like I said, the ear tip cats that go into their facility from my jurisdictions are, are passed over to me. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I visit with their uh, admission folks and go down to pick up cats and send people down to pick up cats. That's great. The, the, the Animal Foundation... You know they're they're between a rock and a hard place. You know they they as an open admission municipal shelter. You know mm-hmm. they have to do what they have to do, but you know they 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 don't want to be euthanizing animals. They don't want to be having mm-hmm. to take all these animals in. Now, do you get any cats in? Like, say you, you've trapped some cats and you bring them into your facility. Do I'm assuming you may get some cats that are really really ill. Do you have to sometimes euthanize them? We we do. Uh, our free roaming, our feral cat population is amazingly healthy. Oh, that's incredible. However, uh, even, even nationwide and here, it also, it, about 1%, a little bit less than 1% of the cats that we trapped are either sick, mm-hmm. injured, uh, you know, got some kind of issue yeah. where, where they're just not going to survive. Right. And the vets that we work with, uh, have have the ultimate say if it if it's just not humane to, to release put this cat them back out. Yeah, they they are humanely euthanized. Now, well, once um, again, that's that's you know less than one percent. What are common cat diseases that you would see though in that one percent? Uh, the the big player is really upper respiratory infections. Okay. Uh, basically, snotty noses. Yeah. Uh, uh, pneumonia kind of things. I see. And. To a lesser extent, you're looking at the FIP. What's FIP? Uh, don't ask me to. It's it's a viral infection. Okay. That is, it, it, it'll take a cat down pretty quick. Oh wow! And how do they get that? Is it airborne? Is um, it? Oh, from other. FIP is a coronavirus. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I know about it. I, I believe it's passed from cat to cat. Oh, from cat to cat. Okay. And and the other issues are your. You know your feline AIDS and leukemia. yeah, gosh, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah, but but once again, you know these these are very small percentages. Yeah, if you're looking at the incidences of these diseases in the feral cats versus own pets, it's virtually identical. Huh? Isn't that interesting? And, and a lot of the several of these diseases are passed by biting and scratching. And, I see. And once these animals are sterilized, they don't do that anymore to speak of. Right. So then that limits that So the that vectors spirit. for Lowers transmitting those diseases are much less. Gosh, there's just so many pluses to this program. It's just quite mm-hmm. incredible. Do you get to go on TV much and talk about this? Not a lot. On occasion, I do. Oh, I think you need to get on telly, <laughs> as you say in England. Because I just think the more people that know... You know, I just, it's always about awareness anyway, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Whatever we're trying to do with animals these oh, yeah. days. And, and, you know, one of our Catch-22 kind of things is, you know, we want to want to spread the word about what we're doing and get more people, more cats to trap. But on the flip side of that, our, our, our poor long-suffering volunteers are so <laughs> overloaded. And we, t- we, we need more we need more boots on the ground. What's it take to traps t- too? What is a typical trapper going to do, and what do they need to what do they uh, need to expect if they want to step up and volunteer for this? Well, the tip what the way we work the projects is, you know, people will call or email, say, "Hey, I got I got cats, I need help," and uh, we have the phone volunteers who call, gather the details, and then it goes in what's called our trapping queue. That's our list of projects. Okay. And our volunteer trappers, you know, I, I send that out to them. They they see a project they want like the looks of. I send them okay. all the details. 
And then they'll call that person and say, hey, I'm from C5. I'm here to help you. I'm your guy. I'm here to help you. <laughs> and, <laughs> They're the best words you know, ever. Find out how many cats they have. And then they, they'll, they'll you know, check out traps from our inventory. They'll work with that person, get all the cats trapped, uh, get, them, get them to the clinic or get them to us where we stage the cats and get them to the clinic. Uh, then when it's time to release the cats, they they haul them back and and release them. Now, what's the what's the craziest location you've ever had to go to to drop a cat? Uh, well, there there have been some 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 interesting situations. <laughs> well, it is Vegas, and so nothing's normal here anyway. <laughs> no, we we have we have interestingly, we do have feral cat colonies, uh, actually on the Las Vegas Strip. Really? Behind the hotels? Uh, where the trash is? <laughs> well, different places. Uh, that, that's that's one of the interesting things because, you know, these properties obviously don't want to be flagged as someplace to go for irresponsible people to go dump cats. Right. So, you know, we work with the property very low-key. You know, their names are never published. Right. It's It's just... That's kind of how we do kinda, our business here, though, isn't it? Done. If it's related to tourism, trust me, yeah. not a lot gets out in the news if it's bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the vast majority of the places we trap, though, are, are you know, residential, yeah. you know, small businesses, you know, people in their yards or around their businesses. Right. One, one of my, my favorite colonies that I've been involved with for since almost the beginning was actually at uh, one of the Buddhist temples in town. It's a monastery. Really? Monks live on site. Where is that? It's uh, it's in North Las Vegas, huh? And we went in uh, uh, several years ago, and you know they had a, a little issue with far too many cats, and and they recognized it. But right. you know they have some sensitivities about yeah. about euthanasia and pregnancies oh. and things, right? And so we went in and trapped almost sixty cats. <gasps> That's a lot. In 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 November, which is the the month of the year when there's virtually no chance of any any pregnancies. Thank goodness. <laughs> Got them all sterilized, brought back, and uh, they've, oh, in the last four years or so, I think they've had one litter of kittens. What? That's incredible. The, the, the number of cats is about half of what it was. You know, just normal mortality. Yeah. You know, something that, that the, the Buddhist sensibilities are perfectly yes. fine with. I have a friend who's a Rinpoche, <laughs> and, um, and he lived in a cave for seven years. And, and these... <laughs> The, and they do, these, they have this... These, these are very well-fed, very well-cared-for, very uh, loved cats. And I can imagine that they're, they're, obviously their temperaments, you know, being a lot better after they've been taken care of, you know what I mean? And these, they've been fixed. Well, and the, these were all very, very mellow cats to Wow. Start with. Uh, I think that's incredible. That is amazing. I, yeah, I have a friend who's a, a Rinpoche. He's mm-hmm. obviously from Tibet. And... Um, he comes into Boulder City to do a lot of Dharma talks and raise money for schools in mm-hmm. Tibet. And um, he came to my house for dinner, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to cook him? So I just cooked English food because, you know what, if you've never eaten it, you don't know if it's bad or not. No. <laughs> You're like, that's how it's meant to be. <laughs> but uh, he came, bless my house. And the reason he was there is, uh, I know I'm going a little bit off topic, but the reason he was there was my husband's a pr- professional musician, mm-hmm. and uh, they were recording uh, basically backbeat music for his chants to be put on CD, to be sold, to raise money for the schools in Tibet. So, and then he asked me if I could teach him how to dance like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have some amazing friends. He wears all the, the garb and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so is your boss the Dalai Lama? He's like, yep. That is, yeah, that's my boss, you know. And um, it's kind of cool to go with him when he's dressed like that. People want to talk to him and everything. Oh, yes. and, but isn't that funny? Yeah, he wanted to know if I could teach him how to dance like Michael Jackson. And he did like my English food a lot. <laughs> well, maybe we should just be polite. Who knows? You know? Who knows? Like, I, do you know what? If I was a cat, yeah, I think that's where I'd want to live. I'd want to live with Buddhists, definitely. Well, you know, the Buddhists are big on the reincarnation thing. Yeah. And interestingly, uh, a, a pretty fair percentage of their cats are orange, and huh. orange is a is a very significant color to them. How, how, what are the chances of that? I I, I don't know. Like that, and, to me, that's like a whole other world connection. It, it is. It was meant it to is. be. It's and not by. It's not by accident. And, and with with the Buddhist philosophy of reincarnation, you know this this cat might be your your grandfather. So you've got to look after that cat. You, you have you have to look after. Respect it. it. And and the and the uh, 
the temple, the monastery grounds are, are considered a sanctuary. Yeah. Oh. So if they, you know, if they make their way there, they're, you know. They've, they've got it made. But they, they're sterilized. They're not having kittens. Yeah. <laughs> they've got it made that way. They, they have to make that sacrifice. <laughs> you see, I'm, I, um, I'm going to come back as my dogs. <laughs> life ever oh. i mean come on 10 dog beds i mean really yeah you know uh, we've already decided we're coming back as, as our feral cats you've earned it trust <laughs> me you've earned it you and, and there's definitely a place for you in heaven that's for sure so chris do we need to take another break or not we do well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and uh we're going to wrap up the show tell you about some events and fundraising that's going on and all that good stuff so you listen to vegas rock dog radio with me sam the queen of rock and roll dogs We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get six dollars off your order of sixty dollars or more, and up to forty percent off the entire Petco site. That's right, but that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of forty nine dollars or more. Six dollars off, up to forty percent off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> This is Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. Now, let's bring back the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, And we're back. I like how he says dogs. I mean, it's still not how I speak. But I love that. I love his voice. It's fantastic. So if you're just tuning in for the last part of the show, oh, we've got all the six minutes. And this is where it goes really fast. And Chris, our producer, just starts, you know, giving me, you know, like three minutes, two minutes, one minute. And I start speaking faster and faster and faster. So I'm going to get all my info in before I have to speed it up. So uh, my guest today in studio is Keith Williams of the Cat Coalition Cat com- Community Cat Coalition of Clark County. Don't ever try that if you've got a hangover, which I do not have today. <laughs> but uh, it's got a great program where they trap cats, where they neuter spay them, and they actually uh, return them to their original um, colonies so that they can then no longer breed. Uh, they have uh, they behave a lot better and less of a nuisance. And um, I think it's a brilliant program. So if you see a cat that's got an ear that's tipped, a little bit of the ear is missing on the top, preferably the right ear. That, um, supposed to be the right supposed ear. Supposed to be the right ear. Then you know that cat is fixed. You have no worries about it having babies. So, um, and if you are fearful that you know you've got a lot of cats going, give them a call. What's your website again? C5-TNR.org. And that's where you'll actually contact the uh, the organization if you've got a problem or you want to trap a cat or you need them to come and help you out or if you want to register your colony. I think it's, oh, there's so many pluses to this program. It's just impressive. And more people need to know about it. So please share the information as it pops up on Facebook. Um, if you are trying to watch us on Ustream, well, it's just died, I think. 
yeah, we seem to have lost connection over there. Always have issues with that. I don't know what it is. Anyway, so let's uh, let's uh, wrap up the rest of the show. We got five minutes. I uh, wanted to actually uh, mention all for all for love animal society all for love animal society dot com. They have a lot of cats there for adoption, and um, the link for the entire cat adoption page is up there so you can take a look uh, at some of the cats that are available and um, of course we always like to thank our sponsors because uh, without them this would be stupid <laughs> they make this show happen and if you want to be a sponsor just contact us in any of those links that we pop up on facebook or go to our website vegasrockdogradio.com and uh, we can get you started we'll uh, we'll record your commercial for you if you need that too at no extra cost or you can provide us with your commercial and then we can give you the details and um, of course this show goes out worldwide so it's a big big audience not just in in las vegas so Events coming up. Actually, one that started at 8 a.m. this morning. Let me tell you something. Animal lovers, they give up all their free time to help animals. And uh, the people that are doing that this morning are doggy do-overs. They also own printing for pets. And they've got a plus-size clothing sale and drive. It's at the Red, Le- Red Label Bar and Lounge. Um, I'm not familiar with the with the place, but it's a, a 12-hour event, and there's no reason not to go down there. So you can either drop plus-size clothes off, or you can actually pick up some new stuff. I know she's got lots of new stuff over there. And I think they start at size 14, I think. And uh, I know you can get a bite to eat while you're there, so uh, definitely go down there. They're helping pets in need. Uh, there are other company printing for pets. Let me tell you, fan fantastic printing services thousand business size 20 bucks cannot beat that so you can also find them on facebook too uh, the thread up fundraising event for the diggity ducks and uh, rescue is um, up and running on their facebook page and uh, basically it's clean out your closet order a bag the bag comes for free you fill it up with new or nearly new in amazing condition clothing and shoes and then you mail it back for free and then they actually give us money for the clothes that show up for the rescue so that's a great event our rescue of the week well it's not our rescue of the week our organization of the week of course is the community cat coalition of clark county and um, let's scroll a little bit further down next week i've got on the show oh I've got Desiree anyway coming on the show from Doggy Do-Overs. So you get to know about what she's doing. Think about Goodwill for Pets. And that's essentially the kind of organization she's put together. So we're talking about gently used new items you no longer want that will belong to your pets. And you get to, uh, she got drop-off locations and uh, she resells them for money for rescue. I think it's a great concept. You know, people are so creative these days. Yes, they are. It's amazing. And I say she's got the great printing company. Same thing. She donates back. And uh, what we like to say at the end of the show as we get close is remember that you can either help a pet in need, either rescue, adopt, donate, share, or trap, neuter, release, <laughs> return. <laughs> we need to add that one in now. Uh, rescue your family me- next family member. Make sure it's got fur. Replace the word shop with adopt. And always be kind to all animals. So I want to thank my fantastic guest today. Uh, it's just been fabulous having you on the show. Let's have you on again because I know you're going to hit another big, you know, mark, you know, as far as helping these cats. And um, a big thank you to Chris who makes the show run smoothly. And, of course, to the listeners who being part of the show every week. And you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, where it's all about Vegas rock and roll and dogs and cats today. And I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And remember, always kiss your pets. Good morning, good night, and all in between. Thanks for being on the show, Keith. It's been great. Right. We're going to be friends. You just know it. I know it. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. we're just going to be fun. Yeah, just don't come to any parties with me. <laughs> You'll never get home till four in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a rocking weekend. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.